everyone, and welcome back to the Comeuppance Reviews podcast. This is Brett from Comeuppance Reviews. Hey, it's the Thai guy. What's going on? Episode 44, right? I believe it is, yes. Assuming we didn't get the count wrong last time, which is certainly possible. (laughs) That's a chance. Um, I'm trying to remember. Maybe. (laughs) Well, we were talking off air about how you used movies from the video store because you didn't want to study and do school papers. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to do any of that stuff. So I have two memories of that. Number one is when he did Nixon. I did, you know, do a report on Richard Nixon. So I didn't really read any books. I just watched Nixon and Secret Honor and, and, and like Nixon and Kissinger. It's like, I'm not doing the work. So, and then, the other one I did was we had to learn about gangsters for some reason. I was like, eh, I don't want to learn about gangsters. I'm going to watch Hit the Dutchman. <laughs> so rather than read any actual books, you no. went to the local video store and rented yeah. the movie Hit the Dutchman. Yeah, and I learned everything that I needed to know. You know, like, <laughs> well, it, it can be very educational, which we are going to find out because this is the third and probably final installment. In, fourth. It's the fourth part. See, I told you we're getting our counts wrong. I just, <laughs> I should just stop counting things altogether. Okay. I just can't do it. There's no well, point. The thing about uh, the Dutchman thing is like, well, look at me now. You know, I'm doing great. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about video stores. Well, I don't want to say for a living because that's not yeah. true, but we're, we've turned it into more of a hobby that people like so yeah, yeah. You, you parlayed it into something more meaningful sure you know it took 20 years but it's, it's finally working out <laughs> yes finally it is um okay so this is aip part four yes part four the final installment <laughs> i mean not to say we won't be talking about aip movies in the future but as a concentrated sort of episode where we run through them i don't think we're going to be doing this anymore yeah because you get to part five part six you know we can even squeeze like maybe part seven but like, no we're gonna do part four we're gonna do a bunch of great titles today <laughs> that's great but before we get to that we'll do our time-honored segments and um we have a good action star this time because this is more of a legitimate one it's not a silly one like tiny yeah. tim or big bird or whatever it is you come up with <laughs> This is you a real Grover? one. You want Grover yeah. as Magic Star? <laughs> yeah, or, you know, Iggy from Under the Umbrella Tree. And you think, <laughs> oh, well, he grows a beard and uh, he gets revenge. No, this is a real, legit, honest-to-God person who should have been an action star. I guess we'll just start there, which is Angie Harmon you know, from right. Law and & Order and Rizzolian Isles. And Video Voyeur. Yes, the Susan Wilson story. <laughs> yeah, the Susan Wilson story. Um, definitely a worthwhile TV movie uh, from oh, the nineties. Hate, hate that evil Jamie Sheridan. Oh. Uh, I know he says so, he's so scuzzy. Yeah, what you know, because he pretends to be so happy and like he's your friend, but really he's a video voyeur. Yep, I know. Don't want to spoiler, but it, it's no, right it time. isn't. No, it isn't. You know, right, almost from the jump that he, it's not like there's a twist. Oh my God, it's it's him. No, you know, right from the beginning. Not yeah. a spoiler at all. Um. <laughs> But, you know, because I think we got this idea because on Law and Order, she's tough. Right. Um, Carmichael's tough, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, I Carmichael has that great line in one of the episodes. It's like, hang them. No deals for anybody. Hang them all. It's like, right. So what if we took that and kind of developed it into its own movie? Yes. So it could, could it be Abby Carmichael? Mm, yeah, it could be. It could, or it could be someone different, but it could be Carmichael. Sure. So maybe she before it became she became an ADA for Jack McCoy. <laughs> she mm-hmm. was a cop, a tough cop on the streets. And she wears a leather jacket, kind of yes. like maybe Maureen Maher, as we talked about before. <laughs> no, no, she's tougher than Maureen Maher. Yeah, um, and she probably has some sort of motorcycle or two wheeled yes. vehicle. 
Um, oh, I can totally see that. And, and then, she gets mad and at the end has to use a shotgun. Perfect. I can see a shotgun or an Uzi, but maybe, yeah, shotgun, it's so, oh, I can totally see it. She's like blowing out the windows, trying to get all the drug dealers. I have one more drug dealer name. Uh, oh, oh who's, who's she fighting this time? <laughs> well, if you remember from last episode. <laughs> oh, was, a recap of all our dear departed no. drug dealers, okay. <laughs> well, there was Delgado, but the last <laughs> one was Eric Recco. You know, right, yes. Uh, R-E-K-O, Recco. Re- Eric Recco, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Worf killed him, I guess. So, right, Worf, yeah. Hopefully it's not it's not as good as Eric Recco, probably, but it's, his name is Mark LaRamen. So it's like... <laughs> what? <laughs> LaRamen, he... really. So it was hard to think of a first name. So LaRamen is this evil drug dealer. So LaRamen, yeah. so he's from a, a Chinese soup? I don't get how you come <laughs> up with that name. <laughs> It's supposed to be kind of like maybe semi-French this time. So, oh. like, so I'm trying to get different <laughs> ethnicities. You know, yeah, right, because they can't all be Delgado. Yeah. No, can't be, can't be all Montez and Delgados. You know, this is Le, Le Raman. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, okay, so uh, it's like a French connection kind of thing. Yeah, kind of. So, uh-oh, Le Ram is uh, cutting up some bad cocaine. And then somehow, you know, Angie, well, some people are dying on the streets, so Angie is on the case. So we'll see what happens. Well, maybe it's just because I finished watching 24, but I imagine she'd be almost like a female Jack Bauer who can get, who has a lot of skills and can do a lot of different things, including fighting and shooting, but can also like do stuff with computers and it's very clever and maybe has a disguise. Yeah. I could totally see a really cool action scene where she's just beating up everyone. And there's a brutal arm break. <laughs> Right. She takes someone's arm and just smashes it. <laughs> and then she has some cool one-liners. It's like, it's time for your death or something like that. Something like, yeah, <laughs> well, I we might have to work on that. Yeah, but, I know. Yeah. I mean, that's not that cool. But I mean, like, something cool. And it, it just delivers the goods. So <laughs> like, maybe, like, when I said I wanted to hang them all, yeah. I meant literally. And she, like, puts yeah. a rope around someone oh, or something. Great. Maybe, sorry, Laraman, you're done. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> so that would be great. That would be a great ending. Right, and she does have the the ability to be serious and dark, yeah. and I really think this can work. I just I can't think of a title. I mean, there's maybe like well, <laughs> yeah, I know there's blood vengeance as usual. Maybe blood justice. All right, blood justice. Yeah, I mean, like maybe we could do a little better, but yeah. I thought um, tough justice. <laughs> so I don't know. It's hard to think of one right on the spot as usual, but yes, I know. But it's a, but it's a good suggestion. I think Angie Harmon is a solid choice. Yeah, so I, I I'd love to see that. It'd be so good seeing the theater. It'd be great. Um, so unless there's more you have to say about that, we can go to the cliche of the day. Sure. And what is that today, Brett? It is when someone says, I have a bad feeling about this. Because <laughs> usually when a person or, well, I guess it'd be a group of people are getting in trouble and the bad guys are coming or they're getting, you know, into deep waters, yes. someone usually says, and typically it's the quote-unquote jokester <laughs> of the group, will yeah. say, I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> um, and it's it's really a cliche, because, I mean, every, I mean, they say it in cartoons, they say it a lot. Usually when they're jumping off something, it's like... Or they're forced to jump off something, because like, the bad guys bad, are coming. Yeah, they got a bad feeling about this, whoa! <laughs> well, as you pointed out, it's most recently been said in Jack Reacher, where Tom Cruise says it. Yeah, I know. It's really lame. Like, I got a bad feeling about this. And he drives a car and goes, vroom. It's like, well, backwards, right? Backwards. I never saw it. 
I only saw bits and pieces of the movie. It's like it looks kind of it was kind of lame from what I saw. Yes, Tom Cruise might be short. You don't. Just, well, that's why he was perfect for the role of Jack Reacher because he has to like reach for stuff. <laughs> Can't reach anything. Yeah. Well, and I think I don't know if we mentioned this before, but apparently in the books by Lee Child, Jack Reacher is described as a guy who's like six foot six feet tall plus with blonde hair and blue eyes. That so like naturally, the people in Hollywood said, let's get Tom Cruise, who was the opposite <laughs> of all those features. I know. It's ridiculous. Now there's all these upshots of him like trying to look tall. <laughs> See, that, that drove me crazy when I saw the clips. It's like, okay, he's tall in this movie. <laughs> it's like, instead of getting an actual tall person, like, you know who would be perfect based on that description? Neil McDonough. Oh, that'd be great. He could definitely pull it off. So, um, but they didn't do it, so what are you going to do? I guess not. And maybe in Jack Reacher 3, maybe they could probably get Neil McDonough. <laughs> well, they should, because he plays a bad guy way too often. He needs to play the good guy. I, I can't even think of an example where he plays a, a nice dude, you know? Well, I think is there's something inherently creepy about adult men that are blonde and have babyish features. Like, they kind of look yeah. evil. Yeah. Not to was... offend anyone out there that fits that description, but yeah. in movies, like, you see a bad guy, and they're, like, blonde and older it's something off about that you know <laughs> that's true that's why it always looks pretty scary yeah. yeah so i think they look at neil mcdonough and they see that uh, you know um, so, so i guess but, um, is it aip time it's aip time part four and we're gonna right. jump right into unless you have something else to say about no no i think uh, angie Harmon and i have a be- bad feeling about this were our cliches and yep. uh we can now move on to the meat yep. of today's episode yep. put a nice little bow on those and now mm-hmm. we're on part four we're gonna start with a funny one which is firehead oh firehead we didn't mention firehead before i guess not well i hope we didn't a, well it's always worth repeating but i don't think we did i just because to me that's like a, a big one that's a good one I guess I'm saving the, some of the best ones for the last episode. Oh, good. Or well, that makes sense See, because you, they, there were too many not good ones in the last one. You know, the, <laughs> that's what I remembered. So yeah. So I don't know. So, but yeah, Firehead. There's a lot going for Firehead. That's um, right. Well, you love Brett Porter. Brett Porter. There's a guy named Brett. You don't get too yeah. many of those besides myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it has Chris Lemon. Yep, and he says, Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, that's his big catchphrase. Like, you, whenever he gets frustrated, which is often, he goes, Jesus Christ! Which is, <laughs> it's just funny to hear that coming from Chris Lemon for some reason. Um, it's hilarious. It's just, and the whole movie just has this weird sheen to it, where just something junky is going on. <laughs> right, but, but, that, that, but in a yeah. way, that, that this is what we like. This is, I want to say it's what we live for. Because, I mean, it's not quite to, you know, Miami Connection levels, but no. it's, it has that enjoyable quality. It's not like it's not a dud by any means. Well, I guess we could talk about the plot of Firehead. No one's ever seen this movie, <laughs> which is a really good chance. <laughs> At the height of the Cold War, Ivan Tigor, Brett Porter, <laughs> lives his communist homeland and escapes to America. But he really is a firehead because <laughs> he shoots lasers out of his eyes. And then Chris Lemons hanging around, and of course Chris Plummer, and of course a special appearance. By Martin Landau as Pendleton. Of course, Martin Landau as Pendleton. <laughs> now, this is such a wackadoo idea for a movie. It's like a Cold War parable, but with a some sort of mutant that looks kind of human that can shoot lasers out of his eyes. That's what this movie's about. Yeah, that's and, it. That's it in a nutshell. It's, it's, it's crazy, and it has Christopher Plummer and Martin Landau. I don't know that they needed both. But, uh, <laughs> no, the guy have both. 
um, <laughs> to give this legitimacy. <laughs> I guess, yeah. So they have that, and um, Gretchen Becker. Um, yes, and do you remember the other person who's in this, who, who steals the movie? Oh, Smith. Yes, Lauren. This Lee. this twelve year old girl or however old she is, she's great in the movie. You know, a lot of these movies have like these young kids, and a lot of times they kind of steal the show. And in this case, Smith, which is. Yeah. <laughs> Again, not a, a, not a typical Smith. name you'd give to this little pint-sized little tot, but her name is Smith, and she, I think she drives, right? She drives a car. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is what's going on here. This is crazy. <laughs> um, and and Chris Lemon goes to a special operations computer bank. Right. And it has a song. It's its own yeah. song. The movie is just crazy. Definitely worth watching. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if we should give away this special operations computer bank song, but it, it has its <laughs> yeah. own song. And I think Gretchen Becker actually sings the end title theme or yes, one of the songs. I have the song name, I think. And I am looking now and then no, we don't have the name of the song, but oh. she does sing the end credit song. And she's good in the movie and she's a very welcome part to this. And so it's all kind of a crazy mixed up movie that... Uh, <laughs> People should see. People, you can't make that today, you know. No, probably not. And I, I do think this got one of those low-budget DVD releases. Yeah, it's hanging around on DVD. Like when you, maybe you could find it at the flea market, or if you're lucky, maybe even the Best Buy or not Best Buy, but um, Walmart, hmm. Walmart maybe. Yeah, one anyone any place that sells these sort of like low-budget type of type of DVD. Or so it's, it's you, you have a chance, assuming it's not online, to actually find this. It's not just a tape only movie. Yeah, finally it's not something on DVD. It's just definitely worth a watch. I guess Yeah, because I think some of the other AIP movies like Future Zone and Future Force and maybe some other ones. They, you know they got those cheap DVD releases. Well that's funny you mentioned those because those were I was gonna say those actually. Okay, well then let's move to those well, because it's a perfect transition. So, Future Zone and Future Force have Dave Carradine. Yes, Dave, Dave Carradine, yeah. <laughs> and he's, I think he has a lot of contempt while he was making that. He, he looks bored. bored. He looks like he doesn't want to be there, and it's really funny. It is like, I'm going to shoot. He has a laser, too. Well, it was the 80s, wasn't it? Lasers were hot. Well, Future Force is like, let me see. So, yeah, David Carradine. Literally, they were hot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't got shot with a laser. Pew, pew. <laughs> they, they were most like Judas Priest. They were lasers in pretty much every Judas Priest video. <laughs> they always had that skeleton guy, too, right? Did he have a name? Right. We, we looked that up, and I think we found he didn't actually have a oh, name. Oh, okay. The one for Turbo Eddie. Lover, right? You know, no, it's Eddie, not Eddie. It's not. Um, it. Yeah, and, and it's not Vic Rattlehead, as we all know. Um, <laughs> the great, why is that not my name? Well, I, I, you were you were robbed. I mean, because you're not a skull with sunglasses or whatever. <laughs> I want to be. Maybe well, in a hundred years. Sure. Not <laughs> get too dark. So it's like, so yeah, Future Force. Uh, okay, 1989. There's it's set in the future. Crime is so rampant that regular police are overworked. Enter cops. C dot O dot E dot S dot. <laughs> a private firm is like the law enforcement and bounty hunters. So. John Tucker is one of those cops. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then he just acts bored and shoots lasers at Robert NCA. And, um, and there's a long, drawn-out fight in a junkyard. Yeah, right? you have a good memory. Well, how do you forget such great cinematic <laughs> treasures? Um, but but one's a sequel to the other. Yes, right? Future Force is the first movie I'm talking about. Okay, um, but, but Future Zone is a sequel a to Future Force. Yes, so, it's insane that 
someone possibly at AIP decided, Hey, this is such a hit. Let's do another one. It's just almost exactly the same as the first. Well, I just want to get a little bit. I want to mention a couple of things about future force. That oh, silly. please do. Okay. So, you know, David Carradine was 53 years old at the time <laughs> of shooting, but it is said that he is 40. So, like, <laughs> so interesting there. <laughs> it's probably most basically the standout part. Um, I guess we can just jump into oh, it's about there's some, some fun Steve McClintock music, but overall it's kind of weak. So we'll jump to the next movie, which is Future Zone, which is a sequel. Which I, you know, these movies were weak, so I got rid of them in the tape purge. You know, I understand. But just for the audience, now are the, did these both come out in 1989, or did Future Zone come out in '90? Future Zone came out in 1990. Okay, so but so they weren't shot back to back, probably. Probably not. Because they almost look like they could be, because they're so similar. <laughs> they very, they definitely are. But this one has Ted Pryor and mm. Charles Napier, which is, it helps a little bit. Right. But it's so, it's just like the same movie again. You, you can't care. Well, if John Tucker, that's the name, John Tucker, right? Yeah, John Tucker. John well, Tucker must die. Isn't that I was going to say, wait, am I thinking that movie, that team movie or whatever that is? I um, remember when that was coming out. Like, sometimes that just came out of nowhere, John Tucker must die. Because they used to sneak in these movies at the end of August. <laughs> and that's when it came out in, like, 2006. Like, what? John Tucker must die? Yeah, well, <laughs> like, yeah. What? <laughs> well, you know, presumably they weren't talking about David Carradine. <laughs> no, no. I've never seen John Tucker must die. Just these John Tuckers. I, uh, well, as I was going to say before, if John Tucker himself doesn't care, why should the audience? <laughs> That's what <laughs> I just want to make one. I want to do one quick check about John Tucker must die. Which, <laughs> which I, I can talk while you do it if you want. Cause, um, Go right ahead. I, well, I'd have to think of something to say. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> okay. okay, so. I was trying to remember who else. It was Ashanti was also in John Tucker Must Die. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I just I remember seeing her in the commercial. Okay, so back to regular John Tucker. Um, mm. Wow, we just said almost the same thing. It's the last review. Carradine just doesn't care. And no. Ted Pryor's I, shirt was cool. That was a, <laughs> oh, that's nice. But uh, but I don't want people to misunderstand. Typically, I like when an established actor. It shows a lot of contempt and it looks bored or looks like they don't care. Like a, a classic example being a lot of latter day uh, Burt Reynolds material, including favorite of the podcast, Malone. Um, <laughs> it, it's name? so great. It, so I don't want people to think that we're criticizing. I mean, in some way we are criticizing it, but that in itself is not a negative. Like to watch him have contempt is kind of funny. It's like, why would you have so much contempt while you're filming it? Can you do it later? (laughs) Well, exactly. You can hold it back unless that was a character choice. And that's what John Tucker is supposed to be world weary and, um, you know, wizened, uh, if that's the right word. So maybe that was an intentional character choice. But then again, a lot of movies that Carradine was in around this time, he has the same attitude. Except for the movie Project Eliminator, because he was very happy, very excitable. And that's one of his best movies. Well, certainly of that time period. I guess we'll go to the next movie, which is White Fury. Okay. Yeah, White Fury. That's that's an earlier AIP movie that we saw. Yeah, it's a long, long time ago, over 10 years ago. I I remember plenty about it. It's, you know, 
Um, it's you know low budget ski ski or skiing slash snowboard movie where yeah you know a young man has to kind of stop some baddies by using his awesome skiing or snowboarding skills. Yes, that that's basically it in a nutshell. Wow, you brought a pretty good memory for a movie we saw almost ten years ago. So, well, what more would you like to add? Well, I guess do you want to say the plot of? Uh, <laughs> I thought I just did, did, but okay. Well, but if you I want mean, to do it into more detail, go ahead. Well, he's a ch- Danny, played by Sean Holton, is a champion snowboard snowboarder. He likes to, he, he he would be slamming a do though. But this is right, right. <laughs> yeah, because as we've established, you never drink a Mountain Dew. No. You slam a do, <laughs> uh, preferably as you're diving backwards on your snowboard out of a helicopter. That would be pretty awesome. I mean, that's basically what Extreme Extreme Ops is. Right, they made a whole movie of that. Yeah, they, they slammed all the dudes in Extreme Ops. So. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Which I've never well, seen. But, um. I mean, if you were bored, I think you would, you know, and you had nothing else to watch, it's perfect. But that does tie in perfectly to something because recently we watched Snow Kill. Yes, very similar to uh, and, White Fury. Um, and we mentioned that, or you mentioned because I've never seen Extreme Ops, but you mentioned that Snow Kill is like Extreme Ops, but if the cast wasn't young and they were like middle aged. Yeah, that's basically it because they're like trying to, you know, figure all this, <laughs> like this corporate boardroom stuff. There's like these corporate things in Snowkill and extreme ops like we gotta get some new snowboarding uh tricks and you know on tv and billboards man <laughs> so that grind isn't there some skateboard movie called grind yes there or, is um i is no i think i almost watched it once <laughs> Not okay. but it's but you know so white fury Snowkill, and icebreaker yeah very uh, similar they're all kind of movies of a sort where you're in the snow, there's terrorists or some sort of baddies, and then, you know, they use their snow skills to fight the baddies. Well, so the thing is, if you read the old review, we sense it kind of overstays its welcome, White Fury. Well, I'm sure so, it does. <laughs> and unfortunately, I hate to say this again, it's a tape purge movie, which is, I yeah. think that was a mistake. Yeah, probably was. But I get it, because you probably thought, oh, White Fury, I'm not going to watch this again, but... Exactly. What are you gonna do? Now let's get to um, hmm. we'll go to oh here's a classic. Okay, or, so we're done with White Fury. Right? Yes, unless you want to say anything more. No, I, I just want to make sure you didn't want to say anything more. No, I'm fresh out. Okay. <laughs> we'll go to Dark Rider next. Oh, okay. So interesting. We went from a movie we saw a long time ago to a movie we saw recently. Yes. So, now yeah. I think we liked Dark Rider for the most part. We sure did. Right? 1991. Yeah. Starring Joe Estevez. So, you know, online, when, you know, because I basically live on Instagram, uh, some people call Joe Estevez Joe Bestevez. Because so, he's the best. And, so like, well, that, I'm sure he'd be very happy to hear that. <laughs> We're not, it's not even a joke. you got to love Joe Estevez. He saves every movie. So, But you love Doug Shanklin. Yes, he's the... <laughs> The hero, I guess. Yes, he plays Jim Wilson, the sheriff of a small town in Desert Springs, Nevada. Oh, the sleepy old bird gets a wake-up call when Mayor Bradford excitedly runs into Wilson's office, proclaiming, proclaiming that a new highway is going to begin construction. But gangster Anthony Sandini, played by Joe <laughs> Bestevez, he wants to uh, you know, take over the town. What's going to happen? So... 
Now, Shanklin has multicolored blonde hair. Yes, or, k- kind of, but he's well, at like least two more, shades. Yeah, two shades. <laughs> two and shades this is not blue. the guy from Fast Gun, correct? No, it's, oh, it's such a similar movie to Fast Gun, right? But it's not. If Fast you like Fast Gun, Gun, I think you probably like this. It's similar, you know. It almost could be a sequel to Fast Gun, or it's really, really crazily similar. I think Fast Gun is a little better though. So. Probably because it's shorter. It's, it's shorter. the same movie, but it's shorter. <laughs> and it has that awesome bit at the end, which I will not give away. People haven't seen Fast Gun, if you remember. Um, he uses well, this Fast Gun on a certain thing, and it. I, I, I don't want to give much away. We might talk more in detail about Fast Gun someday. Um, but just yes, if you haven't right seen Fast Gun, that... yeah, <laughs> he's blonde on top but brown on the sides. You know, right. he has a really good memory. Well, something like that doesn't leave you uh, easily. <laughs> it doesn't leave your memory. And he kind of looks like Martin Cove. Mm, right. <laughs> so he fights some villains. or we, As we say, he makes short work of these yahoos. Right, because they're yahoos. They're like... Yeah. Um, it's half gangsters, half yahoos. Yeah, there's, there's like yahoos. That's the best way to describe them. I think that's the apt word because they're like, you know, these kind of troublemaking people that are best described as yahoos. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so we kind of we definitely enjoyed Dark Ride. Definitely worth watching if you could find it. I hope people could find this one. Well, because the Dark Rider is a mysterious uh, motorcycle man with a helmet, yes. and no one seems to know who he is. <laughs> I wonder who it is. Could it be Jim Wilson? I don't know. I will not give it away. You have to watch the movie to find out. <laughs> I don't want to so, give away anything. Now our next movie is a similar, a lot of similar movies coming up. So we'll start off with Kill Zone, which is one word. So do you remember uh, Kill Will, Zone? Uh, William Zip. Yeah, Bill Zip is back. Uh, it's, it's like a, you know, prisoner of war kind of action drama. Right, just in the vein of um, like POW, The Escape, yeah, or absolutely. Missing in Action. Yeah, Bill Zip, Fritz Matthews, and Ted Pryor. Well, so the, the you know the AIP you know dream team there. That's yeah, exactly. the guys they used in everything. So here's what it says: Welcome to Scare Camp, a military training area designed in every detail to resemble the horrors of Vietnam era POW camps. It even includes torture. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> David Campbell is also in this movie. He's mostly almost the same character or uh, main character. I mean. So, and then uh, he plays Colonel Crawford, and then he gets a little too overzealous, and then Fritz Matthews goes crazy. Pryor is around. It's a decent movie, really. And I found that uh, a couple of years, well, a bunch of years ago. <laughs> it's a good recoup. Um, I don't have a lot to add on this. I mean, I know okay. we've seen the movie and we, we reviewed the movie, but it, I don't remember any real standout moments like a two-tone haircut or a Yahoo. <laughs> you know, it, it's I get that. And straight totally down the that. line AIP, right? Absolutely. And I guess we can just even say those for the next two ones, which are going to be, well, very similar. Jungle Assault, almost like Kill Zone. So like, we can kind of go through that quickly. So, okay. So it's almost the same movie, man. So... <laughs> Uh, jungle but there's assault. no scare camp in that. That's it's no, more no just a, in the jungle. <laughs> I, now I went to JCC camp. I didn't go to scare camp. <laughs> well, some people called it scare camp. 
Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> they sure did. <laughs> well, because you sang that song. I don't know if other people oh. in other states and countries know this song that they force you to sing at camp. Yeah, it's um, when you're kind of bored. It's like, let me see if I can try to sing it a little bit. Uh, was it mellow, yellow, <laughs> eat a bone of jello? <laughs> <laughs> and well, chica, 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 yeah, yeah, chica, chica, chalk, and then mellow yellow, eat a bowl of jello. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> see, if anyone else knows this song, like, yeah. please tell us, yeah, please message us at any email, anything so. <laughs> at uh, chica, chica, chalk.com. Because <laughs> what the heck is this song? How did they come up with this? I don't know. All I remember from JCC camp. <laughs> Is uh, I made a pillow, really, and you're singing the song. Pillow, and... pillow, <laughs> eat a bowl of jello. <laughs> sing, sing that all day. <laughs> it is really catchy. <laughs> well, it is better to talk about the song than Jungle Assault, which is just kind of a. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, Jungle Assault probably had a good song, if nothing else, if Steve McClintock did the music. Well, that is true, because it was called Freedom by Brian Bennett. So, oh, interesting. So, well, we said the movie is dumb with a capital D. <laughs> yeah, it features scenes you have seen a million, a million times before, and that leads to little excitement. Mm. It's basically forgettable, but it has all of our favorites, like Ted Pryor and uh, William Zip and William Smith. Right, I remember William Smith in it, and he doesn't really do all that much. No, he doesn't. We just saw him in uh, Commando Squad. Yeah, he was he's better in Commando Squad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, you know, if his if his voice is, you know, gravelly, I guess that's all we can hope for. Well, I guess I'll go to one of the uh, another similar one. I guess we're going to get to some even better ones shortly. So I'm getting one of these war movies out of the way. OK, well, that's what AIP did. I mean, the thing is, a lot of them are kind of standard. If you happen to be an AIP completist, I don't know if there are people out there like there that are. besides us. Yeah. Then you pretty much have to see Jungle Assault just because it has all those people in it, you know. It's not that it's a bad movie, just that it's forgettable. You know, right, it's right. There's nothing really bad about it. Like, you won't hate it, but you're no. probably not going to remember it, like, 20 minutes after watching it. Yeah, I already forgot. And Never I, mind many years. I rewatched the last year, Jungle Assault. I was like, uh, right, Jungle Assault. <laughs> All right. So, well, next up is Operation War Zone. <laughs> See, I'm, all right, I'm starting to lose the plot a little bit here. Jungle Assault. Yeah. Um. Uh, Operation War Zone, Hell on the Battleground. So we did that uh, one last time. <laughs> no, I know, but they're all kind of similar, aren't they? Yes. So it, this is probably one of the better ones because it has Joe Spinell. That's really the right. standout moment or part. Yeah, unfortunately, it's a sit-down role. Right? Yeah, unfortunately. He doesn't but really he, ever stand up in the movie, but, but don't get me wrong. I'm very happy he's here, and he raises the level considerably. But mostly it's just kind of a movie on a screen. Uh, 1988, but it says the tagline is they told them war was hell, and they were right. <laughs> and there's a guy well, yelling on the uh, yeah. No, I de- yes, I definitely remember that. Yeah. So that's great. You got you gotta love when people are yelling on covers because they really just <laughs> ah! <stand up>. yeah. <laughs> yeah ah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as I might say, like uh, missing in action. What have you brought? You know, because because there's so many. They really took that template of you know POW and Missing in Action and really ran with it and made several movies based on that template. You know, at least five to maybe ten. I know it's insane. Like <laughs> there's so many similar movies of that ilk. 
is but we'll jump to another one that's not like that but it's definitely a goofy movie and it has william smith can you guess what it is <laughs> goofy william smith it is the um, final sanction so oh that's well the, now that the final sanction now that's the movie that's almost like a two-person movie or there's very yes. few it's, it's robert Zadar and ted Pryor and yeah i guess william smith and not that many other people no, they're just kind of, you know, battling each other. Every, it's a, it's definitely a wacky one. Yeah, it's like a two-man battle, and they managed to turn that into a 90-minute movie, and that alone makes it kind of interesting. Well, know? that's what we said, and one's like, wow, they made 90 minutes out of this? That's pretty impressive. <laughs> the fact that they even thought of it and then executed it, I mean, that's, that is impressive. And because there's some sort of, again, I think it's like a Cold War nuclear kind of deal. Yes, yes. Uh, and Robert Zadar plays Sergei Shokarov. <laughs> He's a super soldier. So you got to love uh, those. He goes yes. up against Sergeant Tom Botanic, <laughs> Ted Breyer, a dude with a bad attitude. So it's, it's definitely goofy fun. I would definitely try to check this one out. It's very kind of underrated in the AIP canon. Yes, so, I would agree. And I'm going to go to another underrated one. I just want to keep talking about that. I'm just trying to... mm, I, I, I think we've gotten the idea across to people, so I think we can move on. But yeah, it's it's interesting. It's different. It's I mean, that's the thing about AIP. They took these chances. You know, I but... like that because like because you know we had the video store, so we need product. So AIP took chances and made that product. Right, and then they, yeah, so they should be, uh, you know, applauded and, and recognized for that. And that's probably one of their lower budget movies, I would think. And Yeah, I mean, goes on. And, but but th- the fact that they did it is incredibly impressive, that they took what little money they had and they fashioned this movie, they got it into stores, um, it, it, we're talking about it, it it's, it's really impressive. So another movie that has Robert Zadar, or Bob Zadar... <laughs> Is Dead End City is the next movie. Now, okay, but the real star of that is Gregory Scott Cummings. Yes, the right. the star of Action USA. Yes, uh, one of the best movies ever. <laughs> and also um, Hack a Lantern. Still gotta watch Hack a Lantern. Yeah, and I like Hack a Lantern a lot. It's a lot of fun, and so, he's good in it. Let me find the plot here. Well, it's sort of like a Chains type movie. Yeah, right? or, oh, good memory, yes. <laughs> or, right, and, but most people, I don't even know if they get that reference, but it's like a low-budget Warriors knockoff about a gang. And, yeah, do you um, remember the gang name? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Is it like the Rats or wow. something? Wow, Th- that's right. Wow. You know, <laughs> the Rats. That's, why it it is the Rats. That? I have it's no idea. I <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember important things in my life, but I can remember that. Remember the gang from Dead End City from 10 years after we've seen it. <laughs> um, my That's brain should really be studied by science. <laughs> yes, you should. We're going to donate your brain to science. <laughs> now, while I'm alive. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll put it back in. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I don't know who else could do that feat, not to toot my own horn, but to, to actually remember that. Until I read it. Yeah. Um, but okay, so that aside, um, so he he so Gregory Scott Cummings is um, gets like stranded in some you know odd part of town, and he has to kind of like dodge and um, fight the rats. Yeah, basically, yeah, that's absolutely right. And do you remember Robert Zadar's name as the leader of the rats? 
<laughs> I'm not I a superman. I'm not a superhuman. Uh, okay. So, no. His name was Maximum. <laughs> that sounds familiar, actually, now that you yeah. say, but I never would have guessed that. Yeah, I had to reread it. Like, oh, right, Maximum. You know, because like, I think most people wouldn't have gone with the M at the end. Like, Maximum. They might have called him, like, Maximo or something, but they called him <laughs> Maximum, which is kind of funny. So... I guess what's really wacky, it's just a wacky movie because it says it gets off to a funny start with Robert Zadar running around town yelling at people. Uh, <laughs> he's wearing a suit jacket with an ascot. <laughs> See, this sounds great already. I mean, I mean, I know we've seen it, but I'm, I'm saying for other people. I've never watched this. I Do really, you own it? I thought I did. I'll have to double check. Oh, well, you no. should check. This Don't tell me it was a tape purge. I'm... There's a chance because you wouldn't have gotten rid of Dead End City, would you? No, no. We must have. I don't know. We must have got it maybe from um, Video Seven or something. All right, let's hope. I hope. Yeah. So yeah, this this is one definitely worth watching. You know, it's funny we only gave it two stars, but I guess we we like it now. Well, I think it does kind of slow down at a certain point. But it does. You know, we have fond memories of it. But I think I might have said. You know how in Chains, I believe they chant Chains, Chains, yeah, Chains. Yeah, they sure do, Chains. <laughs> but I don't think they chant Rats, Rats, Rats. No, I don't think they do that, which is a strike against the movie. They should have chanted the gang name. So I, they should have. Anybody should have a – if I had a gang, I wanted to be chanted. So it's like <laughs> – Well, I guess you kind of have to make sure it's one or maybe two syllables. Right, like the snakes or something. Snakes, snakes, snakes. Cool, yeah. but take. <laughs> fist, fist, fist. Yeah, oh yeah, fist. <laughs> Any movie where they chant the name of the movie, yeah. 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 You don't get that, you know. <laughs> I believe, you know, in the movie Kid Co. I've never seen that. They I don't think I, you know, I've never seen Kid Co. either, but I do remember. I believe it was Chris Legg saying, oh. "There's a part in the movie where they chant Kid Co. Kid Co." <laughs> Um, it's like a kind of like a camp nowhere type of thing. I just don't know, but I I think so. Or Kid Co. I always imagine that they're like smart kids and they invent stuff. Well, it's like right. the fruit roll up factory, as you mentioned uh, one of the last podcasts. So it's like they invent these fruit roll ups in the factory. <laughs> yeah. What would they think of next? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm just thinking of any other movie where they chant the name of the movie. So which, uh, you know they don't they don't do that but fist is funny because it's like it's just, it's just a union it's like yeah it's a drama it's a drama the drama the fist the fist yeah that's what Stallone <laughs> would say <laughs> oh, I, need you to, I need you to chant the name of the of the movie <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's as good as I can do that's good that's good because <laughs> now I'm thinking of Stallone I'm thinking of that movie Driven for some reason which has CGI quarters. <laughs> Right, Joe the Hummer Tanto. Right? Yeah, that's his name, and Burt Reynolds. You know, it's like we we go a long way. We go, <laughs> oh, that's a classic cliche. We go a long way back, you and me. Yeah. Well, I watched. Um, I just rewatched Fair Game uh, today with Cindy Crawford and Bill uh, Bill Baldwin. Billy <laughs> Bill Baldwin. Baldwin. And Billy Baldwin says, "My father was a cop. My grandfather was a cop." <laughs> And and as we always say, there's that awesome scene where he's shooting two guns while flying sideways, defying the laws of gravity in a very awesome way. Yes, it was a great movie. It's like, <laughs> and Cindy Crawford has a pizza account. That's true. The only way to watch it in widescreen is getting the laser disc. You know, I have the DVD. It's only in full screen. 
Not to be yeah, like that, that sucks. That, but... No, no, that's important. I mean, because, you know, if it's supposed to be in widescreen, it's in full screen. That does mean you're missing information on the sides of the screen. And so we could be missing some Cindy Crawford, um, yeah. potentially. Yeah, we got to love the mole. What, did she get the mole removed? <laughs> I, I, I'm not up on the comings and goings of Cindy Crawford's mole, but uh, I, I would like to hope not. I'll look into that later on a future podcast episode. <laughs> okay. Well, you, you do like to do that, like to connect things yes, from podcast to podcast. And I'll probably like, oh. hey, look, I said that when I listened back to this. <laughs> so I guess All the right, next so, movie, yeah. we got a couple of duds. So let's do All some right. duds. Um, okay. We'll start with Split. <clears throat> I know. Okay, well, I think the only reason why we watched this is because it was released by AIP, a, a pickup. It's almost like a student film or like a experimental sci-fi movie. Um, it's not an action movie by any no. stretch. It's just, um, it doesn't make any sense. It's, it's well, I remember it's kind of headache-inducing. Don't give me a headache when you watch a movie, man. Because <laughs> then I don't want to watch it, bro. It's I do think, I think there are people out there that like, like this movie you know they're collecting <laughs> <laughs> people out there that like every movie but um i don't think it'll ever develop the cult following that they would probably like it to have but i do think there are people out there that actually like split for some reason that i can't explain we said it gave us a splitting headache <laughs> <laughs> well so, i'm glad you mentioned that i know we had to put that it's kind of like there's, what's the plot of this thing? Uh, okay, there's like a, a man named Starker has managed to escape their filing system, which is some sort of like sci-fi realm. And then there's some character named the Artist and Susan. Don't <laughs> mm. <laughs> so forget about Susan, played by uh, Joan Bechtel. So, uh, I don't know what the heck's going on in this plot. It's, it, we said it was barely cohesive. It's kind of junky. I got it at Wild Bills, uh, and then it's, like, it's a great find at Wild Bills. It is. I mean, if you saw any AIP movie in the wild, I mean, you have to buy it. But uh, and Savage Instinct, I found uh, that there too. So. Well, that yeah, that's excellent find. Um, I think if you remember, Mo found um, what do you find? Uh, uh, the original Street Trash. I think that wow. was on Vestron, I believe. That's amazing. Or lightning video. He he found it there. So that's a, that's a really um, great find. That's like that's you can't a, find yeah, it. yeah. That's You're not gonna find street trash in the wild too often. So that was good. And, um, so yeah, they had a lot of good VHS tapes. I remember you found um, Tornado there. That's right. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Which like a Rambo, an Italian Rambo knockoff. Like Tornado. I'm buying this immediately. I know some of his prices were a wonky, but I didn't care. You had to get Tornado. Unfortunately, Wild Bills is now gone. Yeah, we went there a couple of years ago, picked up their last of their tapes, and we got some good ones. I got that movie called Fatal Air, which you should check out as a Terrence Sabato Jr. and uh, Robert Wagner at his best. It's about like okay. evil TV. It's kind of cool. Okay. Um, now our next dud, which people like this movie again. I wonder if you can guess what it is. Is it, it Treader Orpheus? Yeah, that's correct, sir. Oh. Just have to get the review going here. So now it's not, it's very similar. It's like a movie that probably really wanted to be a cult movie. Yes. Um, but as a wise man once said, you can't intentionally make a cult movie. You can't you try reading? to make a cult movie. Um, <laughs> Are you reading uh, it from the from the review itself? Because that's no, exactly I'm not, what. That, because yeah, it's, it's so obvious. Yeah, yeah. Um, now I think interest in this movie has come up recently because the yeah. soundtrack was released on vinyl that's really cool 
And I think people went, oh, what's this? Is this on vinyl? Okay. I mean, because if you look at it, it looks cool. It's like Shredder Orpheus. This is awesome. It's like a skateboarder in the underworld. You know, it's kind of like a updating of the Orpheus. Yeah, you know, it's a lot like Prayer for the Roller Boys. Well, yeah, should be Prayer for the Roller Boys is a lot better. But oh my goodness, it's way better. It's more in the vein of like um, those awful movies, uh, Roller Rollerblade Warriors and Roller. I've heard of those. I've never seen those. It's terrible. Okay. Oh, they're so bad. You know, which I I I always say I don't like to say things are bad, but those are pretty bad. They're they're very hard to defend. Um, I'm trying to think of the plot of this movie. People haven't heard or seen it. Oh my goodness! How do you? Okay, so there's a place called the Gray Zone, and then. There's a main character. His name is Orpheus, played by mm. uh, Robert McGinley. And he's a singer-guitarist for the hottest band in town, the Shredders. And then he's like, goes into this underworld represented by some weird TV network called the Euthanasia Broadcast Network. So, insert uh, other cable network jokes here. So mm. it's like, <laughs> I wish there was... Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> but... Um, it's just we kind of said it was kind of headache inducing again, like split, and it gives us eye sores and ear sores. <laughs> so that's not exactly a rigging endorsement for people. I mean, you, I would say it needed a name, pretty. you know. Yeah, like, that would have helped. We said there's no Zadar, there's no William Smith, there's no Jay Roberts Jr. <laughs> from <laughs> from White Phantom, you know. So, yeah, it's just kind of a junky movie, unfortunately. So I guess our next movie, we're, we're getting there. We're almost done. Um, I hope we didn't talk about this before. The Revenger? Did we talk about it? Mm, uh, I mean, I don't exactly remember, but I guess it can't hurt to talk about it again if we did. I don't think we did. I don't but, think we did. Okay, because I know uh, in the last episode I added more titles, so maybe I didn't erase it. But, yeah, this is uh, Frank Frankie Zags and uh, mm-hmm. Oliver Reed with his walrus mustache, right? Um, and Vaslu. And Vaslu, yeah. It's a fun one. I, it's like he's he's uh, Frank Zagney's like he's working out in the beginning and it's just a revenger. It's like it's very kind of silly. So it gets off to a silly start. And yeah, I definitely remember. And he's a smooth jazz saxophone yes. player. Because the movie was supposed to be called Sax Man, and they changed right. it to the Revenger. Right, right. That's right. And that's I'm sure AIP did that because yeah. Sax Man doesn't really sound very tough or oh, very intimidating <laughs> so they kind of made up a word oh who's right. this oh it's the revenger or what's he doing he's revengering something right. yeah I, yeah I, mike keller is trying to revenge things from jack fisher played by oliver reed so it's like <laughs> uh i guess it says it's on dvd now too oh that's what he said i mean uh, the yeah, the intellectual levels of this film do not rise from the beginning. You know, we just shirtlessly <laughs> working out, being goofy, and then um, <laughs> it's a fun one though. I definitely would recommend this one, and it has a great song by Steve McClintock. It's still only love. Oh, and that that's one of his best. Yeah, yeah, still only love. That's a good one. So we were saying that why can there be a Steve McClintock CD of all of his of all of his, <sighs> movies, all of his songs from these soundtracks. That really needs to happen. Like a three CD set or something. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how many CDs it would take, but you know, even if it's just one CD with like, see, you know, some of Steve's better songs. I mean, 
I don't know. I don't know if there's a market for that. I'd like to hope that there is, but there really should be. You know, if Shredder Orpheus is on vinyl, what yeah. about this? You know, that's true. That is true. Because no, Steve McClintock made genuinely good music that should be more heard by people. Wait, what was that awesome song from Tales from the Dark Side, the movie? Um, the way oh, of the one. Flesh? That, yeah. And I don't know why I just thought of that because it's like Steve McClintock and it was like Jack Mesenzi is like the guy who sings this, or Jim Manzi. I mean, that's sad. <laughs> I mean, it's I know a I little unconnected, but yeah. yeah. It's not really connected, but something about that just made me think of it. But that's a great song, by the way. Look it up on YouTube. We'll jump right into another Zagarino. This is a really good Zagarino, which is, of course, Striker. Well, that's a classic for Zagarino and AIP. Yeah. It's awesome. It just, it's awesome. It delivers the good. He has that slingshot. <laughs> it's just pure fun. You got to buy it. <laughs> well, and that soundtrack's on vinyl, which you own. I, yes, I do. And it comes with, uh, I think it came with like a little mini poster. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, shirtless Zagarino kind of, you know, it's a Rambo exploitation, I suppose, but it's, it's, it's all done in good ones. fun. It's yeah, got, Definitely. It's, you know, it's directed by Enzo G. Castellari as John mm-hmm. Philip Law, John Steiner. <laughs> what more do you need? And of course, we just talked about Project Eliminator. You know, it's that was the this is the prequel <laughs> to Project Eliminator. Right, right, because he's the same character, John Stryker yeah. Slade. Absolutely. So. <laughs> and both movies need to be seen. Because we were just, you know, now that Strike Commando one and two are now on Blu-ray from Severin. Mm-hmm. Uh, this should be hitting the shelves anytime soon come on i i i could not agree more they need releases well i mean project Elmer did get a dvd release to very be fair. difficult to procure but, yeah you can't get it anymore but yeah. but but yeah but that's why it needs a, a nice cleaned up blu-ray would be pretty awesome it's just a fun movie i mean it had all the action it's not we you know we say it's gonna be a jungle slog but there's no slog no, just, this is an example of a jungle movie with no slog. Exactly. There's no slog. That's what we said. So, <laughs> yes, Frank Zagarino is a bit wooden, but you got to love it. So, well, it's all part of fun. Yeah. Because we were kind of getting – if you remember, we were souring a little bit on Zagarino at the beginning of the website. You know, he watched Deadly Reckoning and uh, Without Mercy, right? And he was like, oh, no, Zagarino is kind of lame. But then we saw – then he turned around. So now he gets yeah. the pass. Right, just like he did in Cyborg Cop 3? Three, three, or, three. Yeah, or Terminal, Terminal Impact. Because remember, if we uh, if we remember uh, in that, the, it starts off kind of slow, but then it yeah. zags, kind of turns it around. Yeah. See, it zigs when it shows zag, zags yeah. when it shows zags. <laughs> so, yeah, total winner from AIP. Yes, so, one of their best, one of their crowning movies. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and I think it's easier to find on tape. And it, well, it's only on tape. Striker. <laughs> Keep thinking of Project Eliminator. So. No, there's no digital form of Striker that I know of. Now, coming up, uh, we have a few more. We'll go with uh, hmm, Last of the Warriors, another William Smith. You know, you did a lot of these movies we're talking about today. <laughs> well, he was an AIP mainstay. Because the last movie we talked about was Maniac Warriors. Right, and this is part of that series. Yes. Or or if there's two of them, or three (laughs) of them, we still don't know. (laughs) Well, this is Empire of Ash 3, but there was never any two. Like, what happened there? (laughs) 
I we kind of talked about this when we talked about um, yeah. Empire of Ash the last time, but I guess this is another one of these post-apocalyptic, no-budget movies where William Smith wears a shroud of some sort yeah. and <laughs> um, cars drive around. And there's like to, a guy on the car. It's like if you remember, if you ever see the cover. Is this a rocket hat? Is this one of the rocket hat? The rocket hat is back. So, <laughs> don't you want a rocket hat? <laughs> Um, I don't know that I have a use for a rocket hat, but maybe I will. Maybe it's one of those things where you don't realize you need it till you need it until you have one. I don't know. You know, Brett Porter, you know, he was a Brett. He had, you know, lasers, you know, for eyes. He could <laughs> use a rocket hat. Well, why? What would he need that for? He already has the, 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 the weapon in his power. head. Well, because the thing uh, his name is Brett. You know, just like you're. <laughs> well, I mean, it's more like Cyclone. Remember, Heather Thomas had a motorcycle helmet that shot lasers. That was awesome. And what was that great song? Oh, Living on the Edge of Night. night. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Devil but, Metal. Oh, yeah. Devil Metal. <laughs> I guess, yeah, we did talk about Last of the Warriors and the Maniac Warriors to kind of recap. So we'll go. Is there to- anything else to say? Well, I mean, uh, well, if you like Maniac Warriors, you'll love Last of the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anyone loved Maniac Warriors. No. But your buddy Lloyd Samandel is involved with these, right? I know. And I just bought that weird one, uh, Heaven's Tears. So, so what a what a life. What a career. <laughs> well, we only have five more. So <laughs> all right. Let's go with Quest for the Lost City. All right. Well, this one, I think most people know it through Mystery Science Theater. Right. They called it the final sacrifice. It's been a while since I've seen that, so I don't really remember. But yeah, I don't think they called it what AIP called it. No. They had an alternate title. And what's, yes, we all love Rousedower. Yes, Zap Rousedower. That's a name. You know, it's like, (laughs) I Zap. I love to be Zap Barger. You know, he's so great. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> well, especially if you look like him. I mean, Zap Rousedower is sort of a pudgy, yeah. kind of overweight man yeah. who Maybe does like stuff. I don't know. Years I can look like that. <laughs> well, you have to drink a lot of beer and yeah, probably move to Canada. Well, let's not forget about Troy McGregor because he's an inquisitive teen who just happens to find a map to a mystical lost city called Ziox. Of course Zyox. it is. Ziox. Z-I-O-X. Okay. Zoyops. Let's not overcomplicate this. Because in the last episode, I was talking about how to pronounce Enya's name, and that was yeah. brutal. Yeah. Well. Then Troy McGregor, you know, he meets Zav Razdauer. You know, Troy is a rail-thin, squeaky-voiced dork. <laughs> so let's make him the main star of the movie. It's like Zap Rousdown, I gotta find a quest for Lost City. Ah, that's <laughs> <laughs> right. And they're the original odd couple, I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, as you remember, the cover does not have Zap or Troy on the, at all. It is trying to make I, it look like a classic TV. AIP. But I mean, <laughs> in all honesty, would you put those two on the front of your box? You it would never get any rentals. I know. <laughs> well, maybe. Uh, well, now maybe nowadays when people are kind of choked a little bit of irony about Zap. Yeah. Razzauer, well, yeah. Now, yeah. Just be like a big Zap Razdauer face. <laughs> you can yeah. totally see that. Uh, yeah. And then there's you know and then there's a sinister cult after them and it's a fun movie though it's it's definitely junky but you get into the spirit of the movie when you start watching it not with the bots and Joel or whoever <laughs> did it you just, you watch it yourself so yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Or was well, it a mic? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember that. But um, it's um, Mystery Science Theater is no stranger to AIP because didn't they also do uh, Space Mutiny? Yeah, they did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a certain Reb Brown will be coming up shortly. So, oh, okay. Uh, now, is this a children's movie? This uh, Would you describe really, it that way? What? Mm, it's a... I don't know. Is there too much like, violence and drinking? Because remember, like, Zap Rousdower has, like, a bunch of beer cans in his car or something? Well, I think it's, like, a hard... Hard PG? Like hard, hard PG-13, maybe. Oh. <laughs> I don't think it's an R, but, he's, but there's, like, some killings from the Sinister Cult. and Yeah, it might be too you know, scary for children. Yeah, I was scared. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> And we just watched it recently. Yeah. We did. Oh, yeah. All right. The evil cult leader's name is Satoris. Because he's evil because he has a black trench coat. Right. <laughs> yeah, it, it's goofy fun. You gotta love it. Um, all right, so we're gonna go with here's a classic, a new classic, Extreme Vengeance. Oh, this is a good one. Yeah, very about hard to find, but it's it, I believe at least as of this recording, you can watch it on YouTube. Um, but it's about an elderly man who gets revenge. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's the fake cover of these like people on the cover are not on in the movie. Yeah, the AIP always did that. But again, it, if they used the people that were in the movie, it might be kind of tough and to right. to sell. It's, right, the sixty-five-year-old uh, man, uh, played by David A. Cox. His name is David. <laughs> and there's a snake dancer. Yes, there is. He goes to see a snake dancer, and then bad things happen. Basically, yeah, I think his son dies, and then he's slowly out for revenge. (laughs) Slowly out for a kill. Yeah, slowly out for a kill. Hey, honey, I'm just going out for a kill. Okay. But again, it's still very impressive that someone, you know, got the money and the energy and the wherewithal to actually make this movie. You know, it's it's a movie. Very low budget. I mean, this is someone's dream project. To, I don't want to say it's shot in a video camera, but you know, the camera equipment is yeah, not not the best from what I recall. Because the the plot is uh, uh, there's an evil mob boss named Mario Blanco who we described as looking like an overweight Hal Linden. Mm. <laughs> well, I'm scared already. I know. <laughs> oh right, let's not talk. Let's not forget about the song, Restless. Oh, yeah. By, by Andy. Andy. Yeah, Andy. That's it. Like, no restless. Um, restless. <laughs> yeah, very catchy song. And they play it relentlessly. <laughs> restlessly. <laughs> yeah, restlessly. It's trying to connect that. <laughs> but the song is so great and catchy. You can't help but love it. Um, yeah, there's some fun uh, other synth songs in it. It's a fun one. This is definitely worth checking out on YouTube. So. Yeah, people should. The people definitely should. Well, let's go to the final three. So, hmm, what the? Well, I, I'm gonna end on a certain one. So, we'll go with Blood Ring. You know, oh, Blood Ring. About? Yeah, Dale Apollo Cook. Hard movie to find, but it's such a good movie if you can check it out. Dale Apollo Cook just doing some classic punch fighting. Gotta love it. Um, that's pretty much my memory of it. Um, <laughs> does he have a fanny pack, or, I can or am I thinking of uh, that other movie? Well, do you mean the movies with David Bradley? 
No, no. I, I believe Apollo had a fanny pack at one time. I think he had a fanny pack <laughs> in uh, Double Blast from what I okay. remember. But I can double right. check that. Well, I'll go with your memory. Um, so if you want to tell people more about Blood Ring, go ahead. All right. So for 1991, uh, only the toughest get out alive. So it's directed by Teddy Page. So it's already good. So Right. Love Teddy Page. Right. Max Rivers, played by Dale Apollo Cook, is an underground kickboxer with a drinking problem. And his girlfriend, played by Andrea Lantash. Oh. <laughs> of, uh, sudden From – um... From Sudden Thunder, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, she gets kidnapped by uh, Don Nakaya Nielsen. He's been in these other AIP punchers, like uh, Fist of Steel with uh, Dale Apollo. Remember so much punching in that? A lot of punching. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And Nick Nicholson, all these great great people. Philippines actors. Yes. Philippines-based actors, I should say, because I don't think they're – I mean, Nick Nicholson, I'm not sure his original – ethnicity is a white guy but he yeah. he worked almost exclusively in the philippines absolutely yeah so it's it's a fun one i mean it's, it's good it's some fun punching you know you kind of care about what happens with uh, dale dale rivers max rivers <laughs> so, um what else to say about that uh well i have a good um segue to the last no? one okay but i have one more okay okay oh okay well, then do the one, do what the one you're going to do, and I'll, I'll just do the segue anyway. Okay, awesome, great, yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, Night of the Kick Fighters is oh. the last one. So, I, man, if that's the one that's second to last, well, I know what the last one is, yeah. but I can only imagine what the last one is because yeah, this is one of the best AIP yeah. movies. It is incredible. Seen. It's awesome. It's Everything an AIP movie or any sort of underground, underappreciated movie should be. It it is. It's uh, there's no words no, for how nothing, great this no movie words. is. This it's, you want to talk about a movie that should be released on Blu-ray. Isn't in every format. Yeah, <laughs> re-release it on VHS, DVD, eight track, anything. Track, I see on eight track. Because you know, I mean, we did kind of say this about UMD. Brutal Fury. <laughs> yeah, UMD. Yeah, you can watch it on your PSP or something. Yeah, <laughs> so. that's great. I want to ignite a kick fire with my UMD, mom. <laughs> um, but you know, Brutal Fury needs a re-release. This needs a re-release. Yeah, we said unthinkable heights of pure, unadulterated silliness. I mean, Andy <laughs> Bauman is the star of the movie. Also uh, playing a guy named Brett, right? Brett Crane. Yeah, a, a lot of Brett, a lot of William Smiths today. That's beyond. Right, they're spelled wrong, in my spelled opinion. Wrong. But, um, you know how he said a shredder Orpheus, you know, you can't consciously make a cult movie. It, it never works. Right. Now the kick fighters is an example of the opposite. When it, when you unselfconsciously just kind of <laughs> do, you don't mean to make a cult movie, but you kind of blunder into one. This is how it should be. You know, this is the cult movie done right because th- there's something unorthodox, silly, weird, funny, happening pretty much every minute of this movie every it, single second and it has adam west at its absolute best i don't want to give anything away it's so crazy it that's the thing i want to talk about the movie but on the other hand i don't because i want people to go in fresh to this movie um i hope it's on youtube maybe it is i think that'd be cool well, wasn't it on um amazon prime i think it was for a while yeah so i don't Remember. know if it still is but if it is you gotta watch it because it, it i mean some of the things that happen, you will love. I mean, 
90 minutes of laughter. I mean, and, and right up to the last frame, like the <laughs> last thing that happens in the movie is just it's hilarious. unbelievable. It's it's I gotta rewatch it. You know, it's sitting in the watch pile. I haven't watched it since we've seen first seen it. And but it, it there is worth. something we there is something we can talk about though yes. on the box. Um, yes. Now this actually does have Andy Bauman. However, I think it might be pasted on head to a different yes. body, and he's in this very kind of strange pose yeah but maybe a high kick but not really it doesn't look that high to me it doesn't look that impressive which is kind of weird why they would even do it um but the thing that's also worth mentioning as if that wasn't enough is that and well and also that they call the night the kick fighters along with kick fighter and um revenge of the kick fighter revenge of the kick fighter this is a part of aip's kick fighting series which as (laughs) we always say they tried to turn that into a thing like a trend and i don't think it worked um, so close. They had fake movies. Yes. On there, so it's an Andy Bauman is the star of Ninja. Ninja, Ninja yeah. And Ninja Two. And Night Kill. And Night Kill. Okay. okay. So Ninja those movies don't three. exist. Yeah, Ninja <laughs> Two and Three. He's not in Ninja One. He's a Ninja Two and Ninja Three and Night Kill. <laughs> so in the days before the internet. If you went to go to the video store and you saw that, you go, okay, he was in these movies. Yeah, Ninja yeah. 2 and Night Kill. Because he's generic yeah. enough, like you might have think you've seen him around. Like, oh, yeah, I know those movies. And now in the day and age where we can check into these things, we know that those movies don't exist. But in the 80s, <laughs> AIP not only put fake people and fake heads on, on boxes, they also came up with some fake movies. That's crazy. You know, trust me, I actually went down the rabbit hole trying to find those. And they, I came up empty, but <laughs> it's like, yeah, wait, I would love to watch another Andy Bauman movie. I would love I, it. I know, because I think this is the only Andy Bauman movie. Hey, I know. I know. It's unfortunate. Which is very unfortunate. And the, um, w- one more thing I want to mention to the, uh, about this, unless you have more to say. I do have one thing, but I think you go might ahead. be saying it. Uh, oh, so okay. go ahead. Well, we have one of the stars in the movie. Yes. Uh, is <laughs> the actor who played Bomber. Uh, I'm trying to think of his name. Michelangelo. Michelangelo uh, Kowalski. <laughs> he gave us some little behind-the-scenes footage about making this crazy movie. Since they ran out of money halfway through, and then Adam West is being kind of, uh, you know, uh, it's, on, it's not even though he's hitting on other women on the set. <laughs> and then a stuntman wiped out a, a limo, and jeeps are all breaking down. And he's like, wow, what a wacky time, you know. Well, and that, that definitely comes across in the movie. Yes, because um, there's something off about this movie. Just buy it. Oh, if you can. It's really expensive. Or just see it somehow. <laughs> just, see it see, somehow. Uh, just to correct, he didn't actually give you behind-the-scenes footage. No, he just footage, gave oh, some... Scenes, behind-the-scenes, like... It, like, he wrote into the website. He wrote it. ComeuppanceReviews.net and left a comment talking about this movie. Um, yes. But, but it, if that was going on behind the scenes, I mean, I can only imagine what that was like because somehow that translated to what you see on screen. Um, so yeah, high marks for that. The highest. <laughs> yes. So that does, that does belong in the pantheon with uh, Miami right. Connection, Samurai Cop, um, American Kickboxer Two. I mean, yeah, I mean, all these classic silly movie or what? The one was Yorgo Argnanovsky. Uh, Warrior of Justice. Yeah. Oh, and the recently released on Blu-ray, uh, Champagne and Bullets, aka yes. Get Even. Yes. It's like that. It's like one of those. If that, if that description means anything to you, it's like the, that type of movie, that silly, weird, bizarre type of movie. Um, it's like that. 
if you watch all those in a row, you have what a mind meld that would be. Yes, your your brain might leak out of your ears if that happens. Yeah. <laughs> but it might be fun. Yeah, that sounds fun to me. Uh, and our final movie, which you have, we already previewed in the last episode, Last Flight to Hell. I mean, now this is a power team of two great people, Chuck Connors and Red Brown. Yep, Rebington, Rebington Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of a well, not a movie, but like no Reming, Remington Steel. I was thinking yes. of Revington Steel. Like, <laughs> so instead have, of um, Pierce Brosnan, it would be Red Brown. Red Brown. And you could still have Steph Zimbalist. But, <laughs> <just> like, <laughs> but he would solve the crimes. It actually would be a better show. So. And then he'd have to yell at one point. Yeah. yeah. Ah! <laughs> well, we were talking about the Strike Commando movies, which are now available. I'll be buying uh, them very soon. Like I said, so, you got to get part two while the price is low. I was looking at that. Yeah, I could talk about it off there. It's okay. Just, uh, yeah, uh, well, here's the plot of uh, Less What the Hell, which is uh, Mitch Taylor, Reb, is a DA agent, but he's more like a Rambo-style warrior. And then Chuck Connors uh, is hanging around, and he has a secret. What could it be? Mm. Red Farley. <laughs> Not Chris Farley, Red Farley. It's like <laughs> so, it, well, we thought it was a decent movie. He said it was a mixed bag, but there's a lot of wacky moments. And, of course, the ultimate wacky moment <laughs> Yes, there was a misspelling that we always like to mention because we always say that there aren't many misspellings in movie credits. But and oh, this was the um, transition I was gonna make before. Yes, we're talking about Dale Apollo Cook. Yes, and and and, um, they misspelled Apollo (laughs) in um, that that one movie. Yes, where they spelled A P P. O-L-L-O, I believe. Yeah. And so from one misspelling to another is what I was going to say. That's, um, that's, that's still good. I like the transition. So so keep in mind, this movie does not have a screenplay. No. It has not. a. It's the one movie in the history of movies that has a skeen play. <laughs> that's right. Skeen, the skeen play was written by someone. Um, but they misspelled well, the word screenplay. A.K.A. Tito Carpi. Right, Tito Carpi. Yeah, because let's not forget that this is an Italian-made movie. Yeah, um, and, but it's fun. It's if you can find this one, it's kind of hard to find. Which was on DVD or B-ray, you know, that would be nice. But it's, it's it might someday because it has the power of. Uh, I was gonna say Starnes. Yes, it's the power of Revington Brown and the power of uh, Chuck Connors together. So hopefully someday it'll get a release, especially because people are certainly very interested in these Italian-made movies. Yes, that'd be great. You know, maybe a Red Brown double-featured Blu-ray or DVD would be fantastic. What would be the yeah. other feature? Well, what, the other ones that you don't. Uh, what's the other one? Not Strike Commando. Um, that's firing. Oh, great. I had this other one in my head. Oh. <laughs> I'll get it for you. So, oh, okay. Um, so go ahead. Anything else you want to say about Life like the Hell? Um, no, pretty much the scheme play is pretty much all I want to say. Oh, no, well, Chuck Connors does wear his classic, um, was it um, Brooklyn Dodgers? Yeah, he mostly, he wears that and like a, like a Foot Locker outfit. Um, oh, yeah, it's a striped shirt. Yeah. Striped shirt. But it looked like a Foot Locker outfit. <laughs> like Foot a referee. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Street Hunter, or, you know, that would be nice to see on. Uh, oh, what? Yeah, Steve James, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It was Street Hunter. So, so you get Street Hunter slash Last Flight to Hell double feature. 
Well, and, and this is a little bit unrelated, except for the fact that it's a double feature I want to exist, which is the Tony Zarendas double feature. Yes. <laughs> this is something Vinegar Syndrome really should look into, which is um, it would be Hard Case and Fist and um, Death Flash. Yeah, Death Flash. AJ Nate. <laughs> if that came out, I would buy it day one. That would be amazing. I might, um, yeah. Would you? I might even pre-order that sucker. <laughs> yeah, I might. Well, I mean, just Death Flash on its own, it would be worth it for. I mean, they can build Absolutely. it as Death Flash and make it a Hard Case and Fist as like a bonus movie right, or something. Special features. Hey, bonus movie, Hard Case and Fist. Yeah, that's what they should do because Death. It's all about Death Flash. Let's yeah. face it. I want to rewatch that. I don't think it's gone though. I think it's gone from Prime. And it only ever came out, I believe, as a Japanese VHS. I um, can't get one of those. Or maybe it came out <laughs> in some other countries, but it was a barely released movie. But it, that need, just like some of these other movies, like Night of the Kickbiters, Brutal Fury, that it needs this exposure. It needs another. It needs like a good exactly. physical release. One day we'll get these. You were getting closer to these Strike Commandos, you know. That's true, and um, get even. We never thought yeah. we'd see that day. No, we've we've oh, I'll never come out, but it did. So and so they might be listening to us. And yeah, that, uh, you know, Vinegar so. Syndrome released um, Martial Law one and two. We're getting there. We're very. Yeah, we're getting close. there. Definitely getting there. And um, well, and of course, Action USA. So these things are coming. Yeah, they're coming. Albeit slowly, but surely. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we'll have to have faith that they'll release these yeah. great movies someday. But um, that's the end of the AIP list. It's the that was the final up for AIP. So. <laughs> which is funny because we kind of missed the deadline on Cold Heat. Right? I know we didn't finish it in time. <laughs> and we're in the middle of an AIP movie <laughs> that we're going to finish yeah, tomorrow. JPL, John Philip Law and Britt Eklund at our best. And directed by Uli Lommel. Yeah. Yes. So I don't so want to give it like a review because I haven't finished the movie, but I will say right. I have really enjoyed the first half. Yeah, it was fun. It's goofy fun. We'll finish it uh, very soon. It's well tomorrow, I guess. <laughs> yeah, hopefully I'd like I to finish it tomorrow. Yeah. So. I guess, <sighs> wow. Uh, wow, that was uh, exhausting. Was exhausting. I'm out of breath after all that. <laughs> well, we still got to do some some plugs and we're out of here. Okay, <laughs> we out. Yeah, we out, bro. We out. But um, we got uh, come up into views net. Uh, mm-hmm. The website and then Ty come up. It's on the Twitter. Ty Action Rocks on uh, Instagram. Well, it's all my name, huh? But then mm-hmm. comeuppersreviews.net is also on Facebook. And then right. Um, and if you want to email us, yeah. feel free to do so at crpodcast.yahoo.com. Yeah. And I guess uh, thanks for listening. We really appreciate that. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Yes, and I wanted to remember, and I, I'm planning to make this the official sign off. Which oh, is thank right. you to the comeuppance warriors. Yes, exactly. I almost forgot. So thank you, the warriors. Uh, we haven't said in the past like ten episodes. So I know. And I don't warriors. want people. I don't want people to think we forgot about that. So no, we didn't forget. Um, so thank you to the comeuppance warriors, and thanks for listening. And goodbye. Yeah, goodbye. We out. Change it, I
Of course, Martin Landau is Pendleton. <laughs> now, 